0: From the library of Maria Menounos, this is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Hey, everybody. It's Book Circle Online. I'm your host, Jeffrey Masters, and joining us today is Pamela Ribbon. Pamela's new book Notes to Boys reexamines her childhood through the many notes and letters she wrote as a teenager and she's here today to talk with us. Hi. Hi, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the book was fun. It Thank was you. wild. Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, you said childhood at first and I was like that's a little misleading cuz I'm much older than <laughs>
0: It's not I'm not very small in the book. A flush. <laughs> yeah. It's not appropriate for the under 12. What was it, like 13, 14,
1: 15? Yeah, I think the first story starts at 13 and goes to right around my freshman year of college.
0: Okay, I consider that childhood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a coming of age.
0: Right. Yes. Um, Now, before we start, I just want to let everyone know at home that the letters you're writing, it was not like a one-time thing. This was like a massive, recurring part of your life. Yeah, one was two hundred pages. More than one. Should I look less shocked? <laughs> no,
1: well I didn't realize how shocking it was until other people would. You, so you're oh, doing really? it like you're doing the head tilt and the polite nod, you know, as if I was
0: practicing that in the mirror.
1: <laughs> I've learned that people. So two hundred pages to one person who was fourteen and did not understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, why you would do something like that? I thought um, I, I I read a lot, and I thought the way to a boy's heart was through you know words straight from my soul that's amazing
0: (laughs) (laughs) what what sparked the idea though to like how did you come up with this like idea start writing the letters do you remember like what the like spark was
1: well i um well i moved a lot as a kid and so my mom always told me to write my write stories to you know keep myself entertained yeah so i used to write short stories when i was little and then i don't know i guess keeping it all to myself just didn't seem right (laughs) share with the audience you know there wasn't there were no blogs there was no way I couldn't tumble my way to (laughs) uh some boys heart so yeah I wrote to these boys I I really liked romantic comedies and felt like I could, my life was going to be a John Hughes movie as soon as I wrote myself into it right,
0: right. <laughs> and I loved you loved the Albert Brooks movie and you mm-hmm. thought you were going to be Albert Brooks
1: right I'm, I'm Albert Brooks and I this boy I loved was the Holly Hunter
0: of right. of my broadcast news life <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about gender identity issues later this is literally the closest <laughs> I've
1: ever been to being in broadcast news right now okay well <laughs> it's, perfect it's welcome What's happening <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: Perfect. I thought one of the also the wild parts of the book was that you weren't just writing the letters. You were like giving them to people. Right. What were some of their responses? Silence was common. No
1: response. (laughs) No response (laughs) happened a lot. Well, I mean, only now can I think what. So we didn't say. So I I have all the first drafts of these letters that I kept as if I guess a diary of my love. Right. You know, that's how. That's how writers do it, right? <laughs> so how will they publish after I die? That's what I did. I beat it before I died. I published them now. I see now why people wait until after they're dead to publish oh, their no. love letters. But no, so I thought I thought, um Yeah, I thought I would give these boys these letters and that they would see how much they meant to me. I was pretty shy to say these kinds of things in person, and I also really liked shyish boys. So we weren't going to have this kind of conversation. Oh, I see. These were grown up feelings I was having. They were. Right. Yeah. Too grown up for 14 year old boys. Yeah. And really too grown up for me. I, When you read the book, you will know I clearly don't understand how sex works. And I don't, yeah. I don't understand uh, boundaries and things that yeah. that
0: come with adult relationships. It was almost like you were like reading Shakespeare in school being like, oh, that's how a writer is supposed to write. Mm-hmm. Well, I will do that then. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
1: I wish that they were no. <laughs> Shakespearean. They're oh. really, they're really, you can tell that Stephen King was an influence in my life. <laughs> you
0: and can pick out lots of influences.
1: Paula Danziger, Judy <laughs> Bloom, <laughs> it was somewhere between... Somewhere between an adult Judy Bloom and endless love, right?
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> that should have been in the back.
1: That's right for those of you who felt endless love wasn't intense enough. Right.
0: <laughs> Which little Pam clearly did not.
1: Yeah, no. Little Pam needed all, all of her heart out there. I guess I felt like if I didn't tell the whole thing, and obviously it's it's heightened. I'm imagining these relationships that we're not quite in. Some of these boys sometimes never really spoke to me. <laughs> I mean, or I had to class with them, which is not the same thing that we did not hold hands, but I was picturing a future. And not really, you know, I also know I'm 15. But so this is my elaborate way of saying, why don't we go see a movie together? (laughs) Forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And almost into that. It was like letter, a collection of letters from like nine different girls of all like ages and like varying maturity levels. Mm -hmm. It just like this like major span.
1: Yeah. That's what's interesting is you can watch me learn from my own mistakes as the letters go on. And sometimes I'm being a little more coy. And then sometimes I'm like, Oh, boys like when you talk about boobs, (laughs) 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 boys like it when you curse. And so they, I moved into different, levels you could tell when i was a little a, a new approach with a boy like this guy likes it aloof right so then that's the one where i'm like i don't even want men <laughs> men but i don't even want to be in a relationship anymore i want to be in a
0: relationship with you
1: you know it's like all it's all in there you can see me testing out all these relationships that i didn't that's... quite have a, both sides of
0: yeah that's very intuitive though
1: i guess i <laughs> you have to i mean some people dated a lot in high school. I dated a lot in my head in high school and on the page. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's less. You can't get pregnant that way.
0: <laughs> you know, you're married now. It's a happy ending. Right, kids, don't feel bad. Right, <laughs> no, it
1: all works out eventually.
0: Right, the, uh, I'm 87 years old, <laughs> but you look great for 87. I really do.
1: I really do. It's because I never went outside.
0: Oh, perfect. It's the best, best wig I've seen all day. Thanks. Absolutely. The little Pam writing letters was like very passionate and intense. Mm. You said you were shy, though. So did that not cross over into the, your like real life?
1: I was pretty shy until uh, I got into theater around 10th, 10th grade, 10th, 11th grade, something like that. OK, but I was pretty shy before then. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so there were boys that just probably they just had no no idea. no No, they couldn't because yeah. I would not have said it to them.
0: So <laughs> like
1: there's the story about the boy who touched me really high on a thigh. So I had to go home and write a poem about him because right. it was raining and we were on a bus. Uh, he did not know when I, I said nothing to him on the bus. He put his hand up my skirt and then I went home and wrote
0: about it. He <laughs> never heard a word or thought about it again. Probably. No, he probably didn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so what made you finally realize we're talking earlier about that? This wasn't like the norm. Like, was that a big revelation when you figured that out?
1: Um, well, we, you know, you would write notes to girls, too. Girls wrote notes to each other all the time. Oh, and really? you, I guess, you know, you every once in a while would get a note back from a boy, but it was usually like, hey, I, <laughs> I have soccer practice after school. My mom's making dinner. <laughs> right back soon. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's just very factual. Right. And uh, so I guess I just thought I was, maybe I thought I was good at it okay right because why else would I keep doing it there had to have been some encouragement either well maybe because they read them or maybe because they would say thanks for the note or something or I don't know you would think you would stop if there wasn't something coming back yeah so maybe and not these to, like,
0: put past judgment. It was kind of, like, amazing that, like, little Pam kept doing this.
1: <laughs> she was very persistent. Well, I didn't have anything else going on.
0: <laughs> <For> one, <laughs> you moved a lot. It's I,
1: okay. <laughs> I moved a lot. And then once I was in theater, I was very busy. I had rehearsal. But before then, uh, I had this time to write. I guess I thought writing – I didn't really want to write poems to myself. And I finished all my homework, and I'd read all the books I was – you know, I I don't know. I had yeah. some free time.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> There was, I, a, I, I mean, there's a lot of content, too. Yes. Was it a lot to, like, sift through?
1: Yes, and that's not all of it in the book by in any means. <laughs> there's just so many. There are some that are just not appropriate. And in fact, now that the book is out, some of these boys have contacted me with oh, really? letters that I never kept a first copy of.
0: Oh, that they saved. It's way more. Yes.
1: I that's mean, amazing. That is what I learned is some of them, they really did save. Both 200-page letters were saved. Wow. So, but I couldn't have known that at the time. You know, they didn't tell me that. And, no.
0: But, but. Um, and the friend that sent you the 200 page letter, was that just like fortuitous? To, like the book?
1: No, I I had, I had started writing the book and jokingly was like, ha ha ha, <laughs> remember that 200 page letter? And he said, of course I have it still. You know, it's at my mom's house. Wow. So, yeah, maybe even when I thought I was uh, making a fool of myself, and I certainly was, I don't want to <laughs> negate it in any way. It's nice to know that on the other side, it meant something
0: Absolutely. to them,
1: even if they couldn't really process what it was at the time. It made them feel special.
0: Yeah. And a yeah. key after all that time.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I have them all. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, I mean, they were real. I, I, I do joke and say some of these people didn't know me, but there were a few that were real relationships. They were real boyfriends, even if yeah. it wasn't super consummated or whatever but they were first loves and they were first feelings and they were honest feelings and maybe he didn't know how to write back sometimes i feel weird when you're around too right but um but how special you must feel to get a 35-page letter about yeah <laughs> about what if you and I went on a picnic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember a friend got one in college, and she was like, it's three pages. And I was like, oh, my God, three pages. Like, mind blown. Yeah. But you um are kept in touch with a couple of these guys and asked them, like, what they thought. Mm-hmm. And they had said that they didn't ever think about trying to define the relationship. Right. Did that surprise you at all?
1: I guess maybe I, because I was constantly trying to define it on the page Right them <laughs> but also I think there was a feeling in all of them which is we're we're friends here and if we move this into something else what if we're not friends anymore and we were you know we were all all of them were true friendships that, of course I mean not not the ones where I'm like boy whose name I don't actually know but but the few the strong relationships that I talk and uh, talk about throughout the book I see you know on the other side it would have made things weird and some of them they did become boyfriends and we had really good relationships that yeah. ran their course. But
0: do you think that's like the main difference in how you experienced like early sexuality versus the way these boys did? Which is like trying to define it.
1: Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> <That's a
0: pretty laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I tried not to think about what they thought about when they thought about that. Um, hmm. I don't know. I think I probably was exposed to a lot of grown up things pretty young. Right. Okay. We had, we had cable from like day one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> so,
1: so i had seen i had seen you know adult behavior from you know a pre-10 year old set yeah i think probably and we were in a small town and i wasn't from that small town so i think sometimes i was definitely pushing for or mm, talking about a relationship that they were not even starting to think of yet right and not that i was trying to have sex with any of these boys really despite what some of their moms may have thought <laughs> i was too scared right. i was too scared of that i really just wanted all the i wanted all the passion yeah but i think that um now now in this uh, eleanor and park sort of <laughs> life that we live in yeah. it seems like teenagers now are like yes give me all the passion but let me tell you in the 90s that was not happening right now boys were aloof you saw footloose if they had passion <laughs> It was in dance, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know was, you're joking. Everybody was but... <laughs> very, you know, kaniki and whatever.
0: Like, right?
1: It was, you know, boys were, you know, they were quiet skateboarder types. I don't think they are anymore. Are they? Are boys still quiet? I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't. Well, and I, I think that like social media and technology kind of like ruins that. Well, it forces your voice
1: in some way, some sort of outward declaration of yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I said somewhere, I don't know if it's in this book or not, but like when I was growing up, you you defined yourself through your T-shirt and your mixtape. <laughs> they were both not your voice. You would hand someone the songs that meant something to you and you would wear your philosophy yeah. across your chest or buy whatever <laughs> band you liked or Spencer's gift sale.
0: Oh, <laughs> I love that.
1: But now, yeah, you're right. With social media, you have to, You, I mean, I guess even with Instagram, you're doing a, a photojournalism of yeah. your selfness right out yeah there. of course i wonder if that's healthier i don't think so no
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can just imagine you being like i wrote you this letter you've not texted me back you posted this instagram picture you have your phone
1: oh man that's true i could have stalked which i had a phone curfew it's it was very well i mean i broke it a lot but i wasn't supposed to be on the phone after nine and you couldn't see these boys i didn't have a car there was no like webcam yeah. we couldn't stare we had, we called each other and watched the same things on television that was <laughs> that were, was a
0: date what were you watching at the time oh gosh oh
1: hmm i wonder what it is back then you're making me have to remember oh, i was watching a lot of 21 jump
0: street Oh, okay. <laughs> <That> actually it's <laughs> a pretty
1: easy answer is <laughs> oh perfect <laughs> i was taping episodes of 21 jump street and watching them oh how funny and 120 minutes on mtv Watch that oh I don't even know that is. No, I am no. sorry. No. <laughs> it's okay.
0: It's kind of amazing though. I'm like, eighty seven years old. <laughs> oh yeah, we covered that. I forgot.
1: It used to be called Music Television. It's okay. But
0: I forgive you. You can
1: look it up on Wikipedia.
0: Oh, I've heard of that. See. That's my favorite book. You're very
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: <laughs> you have such a like profound documentation of your life. I think that, like, a lot of people don't have. Right. Did that... um I just think about my, like, youth, and I don't have such a clear image. It's just kind of like a singular experience that happened. Mm-hmm. Childhood. Teenage years. Like, how did... Do you think having these letters, like, change your remembrance? Is that a word? No, I know <laughs> what you mean. That's yeah. The past.
1: Well, and then I went right into blogging before there was a blog. But So there's online a collection of all the letters that I wow. sent to the world starting in 1998. So I guess wow. I never really stopped if you if you think about it that way um i know a lot of times i uh as a writer you just don't really know how you felt about what just happened until you write it down and see what you
0: and have you how long have you been like reading and like reprocessing these letters i know you were performing some of them live right Mm -hmm. so i think i started
1: i started putting them on on my site pammy.com in gosh i don't know 2010 sounds about right 2010 2011 yeah, so somewhere around there. Recently. Yeah, I, I'd had them, but I'd kept them. I think my mom moved or something, so more of them came to my house. Okay. And more than I knew I had. <laughs> or I moved. Something. There, You know, the thing where you open up a box and you're like, oh, this. Yeah. And uh, and I'd done earlier ones uh, at a comedy show in 2004. So that was the first time I started looking at them, but I'd put them on a shelf after that. Um So I don't know. I guess the older I got, the more I was able to see how that person, that young version of me, set me up for a lot of heartbreak in my 20s because I had these expectations where I just felt like, well, they're young high school boys. I can't, I won't be fulfilled by the, now that I'm a woman in college, (laughs) now that I've entered my 20s, here come the gentleman callers. And so, uh, you know, I still made some mistakes about what, about boundaries and how much of yourself to give someone right away yeah yeah the trick with my the trick with my now husband was i, I just costanzaed him i just stuck with the opposite of all my instincts
0: oh really <laughs>
1: yeah. no mixtapes like i i will not make him a playlist i will not write him a letter no graphic
0: tees no no
1: t-shirts in fact no it's, he didn't worked. even see a shirt with a statement on it for about two years <laughs> well it worked. But except he had that slow realization after about a year where he was like, what? Like, then he saw these letters and starting to realize, like, you feel a lot more than you tell me you feel. I was like, yes, <laughs> it's been a nightmare. <laughs> but by then, you know, he was hooked. So uh, that was 77 years ago. Uh, uh, no, no, it worked uh, out. It worked out. But uh, I. well, it's not exactly. It's not exactly lying <laughs> if. if it, Hiding? It, what should we call it? <laughs> some people call it
0: growth <laughs> Right? Uh, how positive of you
1: Well, I like. you know, sometimes you meet people after you read these things out loud And they throw words around like brave Right. When you learn that this isn't what most people would do And so it's so very brave of you to be able to turn this into something funny And I'm like, well, what, what would you do? And they're like, never speak of it again Pretend it never happened Ignore it Shove it down Shove it away Negate it and maybe that is the healthier way to go about it. But then, you know, how can you be a writer?
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was surprised. This is your first nonfiction book, right? This
1: is. Yes. This is the first time it's got the name nonfiction. Memoir. I'm not hiding behind any. Well, it's just a story. Is
0: that a scary name? <laughs> yeah.
1: Memoir. It's a little scarier because, yeah, you're saying, this is me.
0: <laughs> so, so was it harder to write than your other books?
1: Um, I don't know it was harder to write because I had... Well, I guess you know where the story begins and ends and you definitely know exactly how you feel where sometimes with characters, you don't know exactly where they're going to take you in the story and um, you're placing yourself in a position that you've never been before and you have to feel what that must feel like. Yeah. This time, I guess, well, to say, to answer your question earlier of looking back, I had to wrestle with how it feels now and how it really must have felt then. You know, your world's so... Small uh, your concept of infinity yeah. and, you know, graduation is and a date that's never coming when you're 15. Like yeah. every day is three years long. So every little thing that happens is a huge drama. It's a whole season of that, of that series you know, <laughs> right. in a day. And you have a lot of feelings about it. So trying to tap into that much feeling was probably the hardest part of the book because it would bring up things that I had kind of shoved down and thought I had dealt with and thought, oh, I'm over that. And now that's kind of funny. But when you put yourself back in that day and remember how it felt to have that happen to you, to have, you know, boys break into your house or, or. That was scary. It was scary. It was really scary. I mean, you know, holding a knife and having someone say to you, like, we, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. You are nothing. And, you know, you can think about it when, then when you think about it as you're grown up and instead of thinking there's two thoughts now i think of how i felt then but now i now i can realize how my parents felt when they came home and learned that this had happened like that that helpless feeling of what is happening in my house when i'm at work yeah yeah i mean the latchkey kid situation that we were in back then where you really had hours and hours unsupervised and this could happen and it wasn't a big deal it was not a big deal nothing happened out of it nobody got in trouble nobody nobody got well i got in trouble right (laughs) my parents found out right but these kids didn't get in any kind of trouble they're not even kids really like they were you know 17 18 wow breaking in through a window and you know
0: weird yeah and it was also weird reading about how racist the town was Mm -hmm. because even though you're like give or take 87 like it wasn't that long ago (laughs) that's right you know and i'm like no no that shouldn't still be like something people can write about
1: Right. Well, I mean, they could still write
0: about it now. You think to that extent to say like slavery wasn't that bad?
1: I think really? it depends on where you are. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I, you would hope not.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, maybe I'm like more Have sheltered than I Have you ever looked I at thought.
1: the comment section of CNN oh, Unlike <laughs> like comment any given day? are terrifying. Yeah.
0: Any article ever. It's just only bashing.
1: Or, or your own Facebook feed sometimes of people that you yeah. aren't maybe as close with anymore. I mean, I it's still pretty rough out there. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you hope maybe you've surrounded yourself in a situation where, you know, we're yeah. all <laughs> but it's not really it's not really true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought also I really loved the chat. I don't love it. But um, um, sorry. The the chapter where you and like Kay ended your friendship. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so like interesting and like emotional just because nobody like writes about like friend breakups. Yeah. No, there's no like friendship fairy tale and like how to like end and begin. Right. Well, that's
1: something I something I actually do try to write about a bit because that I didn't have a lot of female friends um, until my later 20s. And so. I Much like all the mistakes I made with the boys in high school, I started making them with female friends as I was older. Because I didn't really, as you can see, know how to navigate all those female friendships. I messed up pretty early on in like freshman year, sophomore year, and then just assumed, oh, I must be better at making friends with boys. But
0: so I just... So like, stopped trying.
1: I just didn't... I... I I, you know, I don't. It wasn't even that I wasn't trying. I guess I didn't. Maybe I didn't invest as much emotionally, and maybe because I couldn't see what, because I had such a romantic notion of relationships, I didn't see where a female friendship could be that rich and rewarding. I mean, it's naive and it's yeah. a, a young way of looking at it. I don't feel that way now, but I didn't learn that until I had female friends who got me through a divorce, female friends that I made in roller derby female friends that I made you know in workplaces where you know you're in the trenches together and and those kind of experiences I didn't have maybe because I growing up I moved so much that every girl best friend I had we eventually lost touch with I eventually you know never heard from them again yeah and with boys you could get it so like we have a physical past we have an emotional history you know you will keep writing to me (laughs) where I didn't know how to maintain that with a female
0: wow I'm
1: better at it now i hope
0: (laughs) (laughs) i will give you the benefit of the doubt (laughs) thanks no i believe you i mean i thought it was so interesting too um i've never heard anyone like put into words before you said in the book um men talk about tangible things like sports movies tv and women talk about like things you can't touch like feelings and emotions and like thoughts Mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah that makes that makes perfect sense
1: well certainly back then well it is it is you i mean you still i still have guy friends where we of course. those but it's not your everyday conversation um, usually but like
0: to grossly general general which right. i like to do
1: <laughs> but i think you can do that with with the high school because you are kind of figuring yeah. out what you will and won't talk about and what gets someone interested and it's you know you can talk music sports your guitar your skateboard classes <laughs> teachers friends but with girls you know it, it
0: gets more into fantasy a little bit right it seems yeah so tell me, you started your blog in the 90s? That <laughs> was, that was that. early, right? You say that. The 90s, like the 90, 90 years 90s. ago. <laughs> not the 1890s. Have heard of the 90s? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> yes, it predates the word blog. They used oh, to be called, really? like online journals or web wow.
0: diaries. Yeah, And it's still around. You're still like updating.
1: Yeah, not often enough because as I've gotten older, um, I have jobs I can't really talk about and I have a family I don't really write about because the internet can be... Creepy sometimes, yeah. and uh, which is unfortunate because I really enjoyed writing pammy But I that was before I was you know writing books and scripts and things. So now I'm too busy writing to have time writing. Yeah, to write. yeah. Unfortunately, but and it's still there.
0: It, yeah, I was reading some stuff. Was, uh, again a lot of content. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of content <laughs> because I, I'm reading all this like nonfiction, and then I'm looking at your like list of books. I'm like, wait, why are these novels? Mm-hmm. I just like assumed. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, the first one was actually sort of fictionalized version of pammy.com because at the time people didn't know what a you know blog didn't exist and even online dating was kind of odd yeah so the thought of a book about uh, a book of comedic essays that is a best of a website people were like i don't what would i how would you even market this oh really so uh so yeah they said novelize it which one's that called white girls are weird
0: Oh that oh weird yeah okay weird weird <laughs> it's very weird but yeah oh, so it's about a girl who
1: fakes her identity online and gets very popular and she falls in love with one of her fans who thinks she's this other person that she's pretending to be oh how all things like, have changed all exactly like compilations exactly. are like, everywhere now right it's like oh yeah. my God, I can't read another one also <laughs> also, cat, <laughs> just also <laughs> catfish right like
0: <laughs> catfish <laughs> <laughs> around yeah, the nineties was a romance <laughs> <laughs> yes that's right now it's a lawsuit that's right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So read it back when it was considered very Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'll imagine this way. Yes. Um, And I know you like have done many careers. You were a theater major, and but you were always writing. Did you want to be a writer? Was that never like correlated? Well, I
1: guess I thought of it as uh, something I could do to get good grades or to make money while I was trying to act and okay. didn't really start to see that I was paving the way for myself to perform yeah. right away. You know, you think, no, I have to do this kind of play or this kind of comedy or, you know, that yeah. kind of movie.
0: So... I'm a classical actor. Oh, uh, well. No,
1: I think I always assumed I was better
0: suited for comedy. But it I was, believe you. It was... <laughs>
1: But it was definitely easier to write comedy to get performed um, oftentimes for men. So when I, you know, when I started being in a comedy troupe, you know, the more that I wrote sketches for, you know, a mostly male comedy troupe, that was when my stuff was getting on stage.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And then, you know, you, you then you learn your voice a little bit more. One of the lovely side effects of being this prolific is you're able to figure out where you're funny and what your point of view is and your take on things. So then I was a lot more confident writing material for myself and uh female friends that's when i did a parody of uh anne hache's autobiography well i did a parody of the vagina monologues using anne hache's autobiography
0: the call me crazy yes all right i read that last year (laughs) oh
1: you read call me crazy last year
0: isn't it amazing it's crazy (laughs) wonderful i was like this actually this can't be real Mm. i was can you imagine today like the paparazzi when that happened
1: i wonder if today it would be no big deal now
0: oh really right
1: because it was just a sort of topless drug wandering of in fresno drug
0: wandering yeah drug
1: wandering and then she said i'm fine now
0: <laughs> and we said okay and we
1: said okay here's a book make, about it yeah, let's fine now. maybe make
0: a tv show like loosely based on it
1: right nobody even brought it up i know that tv show came out uh, yeah nobody said a word nobody i was watching
0: really. the tv show being like friends why aren't you why aren't you freaking out like this is right. this is real this, this is a documentary
1: she thought her name was celestia and she was <laughs> sent here to teach the world about love she spoke in tongues <laughs> right. she claimed to have stigmata
0: <laughs> all in the book yeah yeah Lock her up for good. It's a
1: wonderful book. No, they locked her up and she went, I'm better now.
0: I'm better now. I'm not I'm- a lesbian. <laughs> I figured it out. I'm not a lesbian. Right. So she dumped Steve Martin for Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. Same person.
1: Wait, we're not, that's not gossip. That's in her book. <laughs> right. Every page no, of the no, book starts true. with, I was making
0: this movie with this person. Harrison Ford called me at this moment. Yes! <laughs> Yes, we remember a lot of it well i remember a lot of it because i used
1: to perform it she said of oh. steve martin he wait. was sunny and bright like a light bright he was mellow like yellow he might have even been wearing yellow and i love yellow not making any of that up
0: that's terrifying
1: it's wait, a, so you know what's st- terrifying is that it all still lives in my head so who's laughing now and how many hours
0: do we have for this <laughs> wait so you yeah. didn't adapt it you just copy paste it and said read this
1: N- no well oh well uh. lawsuits would say we <laughs> well I, there were interstitials there were um vignettes and it was uh it was 15 women performing from the book you did have the book but i mean like the first or my first uh actress recited the table of contents you know as a as a spoken <laughs> word so it was and it wasn't really the attempt wasn't to make fun of Anne heche but i felt like at the end of this book where she's being institutionalized and realizing I've made some weird choices. And how do I talk my talk my way out of this? That it really was about the extremes that celebrities are pushed to that you can get into this place where you are in a bra in Fresno, getting your feet washed by a Mexican woman, not making any of this
0: up. Right.
1: And, uh, and go, Oh, I guess I'll have to write a memoir.
0: (laughs) Renounce, process renounce
1: being a lesbian, and th- go on Barbara Walters, and then I can you know continue my life, which she has.
0: She she had to make a statement saying, I guess J K J K.
1: I mean that's what happens now too, right? Except you know TMZ decides, yeah, when you're free to leave. <laughs> you Barbara Walters, I think was a kinder judge, and Oprah, right? They were very forgiving. <laughs> yeah, judges they assumed the best yeah now we don't do that to people maybe. so you're right maybe it would have been harder for her but i also think it would just be more of a blip
0: yeah i remember also reading the book i got it from like a used bookstore yes. i said this sounds interesting and i was reading it with friends being like I have, to, I have to read this to you yeah like she was doing lsd right. prescribed by a doctor yeah and she thought she was this right it was like a pile of shit was that she that. was yes okay. can we say it because i also know this <laughs> part
1: let's hear it let's hear it uh okay so she yes yeah, so she took some lsd and then she remembered that uh well she started to realize that she felt like shit but then she realized i was shit shit was in me up me i was shitting shit and i was the shit i was shitting there's more but that's enough right it's
0: poetry it's a lot of
1: it is poetry was that shakespeare At times it's po-
0: said <laughs> Oh, oh hey hey hey, oh, hey.
1: Uh, page 41 I get 41. Them
0: confused always you know uh, page numbers well, I, well no I'm making that okay, up. but I would I, I know about
1: where in the book it is that was you in can fact fast. in fact that uh that shit speech yeah. is the inspiration of the book because I was reading or the the play because I was reading it and thought I have to call my friend Anna because this is the monologue she needs to read when she auditions for things because I could hear her voice and each chapter oh. I heard another girlfriend of mine's voice and You know, normally in comedy, it's a lot of guys and then if they need a girl, the guy would wear drag. So I was like, I'm going to make a show that's just ladies and uh, I brought a bunch of girls in and I gave them each a different part that I thought sounded like them in my head and they were like, this is actually kind of funny and the great thing about doing the show is I had 15 women who never fought because each piece was catered specifically to their own weirdness and it was sort of celebrating their own quirk yeah through through, you know the the girl who speaks in tongues and the girl who calls her mom at two in the morning to be like i remember being molested you know like every every story is so different so crazy you know she said i had herpes on my baby-sized pussy i'm not making that phrase up right you might have to bleep that part, but so, so I will bleep nothing. Every time (laughs) hands off the button. Every time you would get, I can't believe it. Well, this book is amazing. You really should get it. And then I don't know, maybe we'll put the show
0: online, but look for the black, white picture of girl and pigtails on the cover.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's the uh, paperback version, which came out soon after the
0: book, after the show, but the show
1: hit the internet. I had the original hardcover. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The show became this international scandal. It hit the, uh, the wire because she showed up one day oh and um stood there during a standing ovation and then walked out so oh. uh, and it had been well reviewed and so then it was like howard stern talked about it It was in people magazine and it wow. was on uh, page six and so i saw i <laughs> like japanese n- n- in the netherlands like you everywhere they were and this was you know early in the internet so yeah. it really got picked up everywhere and then the the show became pretty popular we actually shut it down mm, in lieu of any kind of okay, thing, because we weren't making money off the show. Any proceeds we donated to a, a women's shelter. We were not. We were just trying to get representation, and yeah. it was a great showcase of fifteen women doing
0: monologues. Um, so, and a know, clever, marketable idea.
1: Her husband at the time came to see it. Friends of hers came to see it, <laughs> and um, yes, most people were.
0: I mean, all but Anne. Really seem to enjoy the show. <laughs> I just can't imagine being that upset if it's something you've, like, published and put in print.
1: That's true. And she knew about the show. We had told her. We had invited her. We had invited, you know, people that are in the book to to come and see it. And yeah. uh, we because we were, when it got crazy, it, we were being, we were just like, I'm reading to you. I'm not, ma- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, reading yeah. to you. This is. don't
0: (laughs) let's start with the title call (laughs) Call me me crazy crazy. (laughs) right she
1: started with that and then and then because it was ultimately a pretty sympathetic look of at um you know where how how you can get so broken and lost from your your original true self because you're following yeah you know harrison ford and you know big things and then i don't know and then who are you know it was clear she was like who am i really who do i want to be
0: And really good actresses,
1: besides Jesus, and really good actresses, you know, embody other people all the time, and then having to go back to yourself might not always be fun. Interesting. Right?
0: That's amazing.
1: (laughs) And that's why I write
0: more than I act. (laughs) (laughs) And what are you working on now?
1: I'm uh, writing a feature at Disney Animation. Awesome. And uh, that takes up most of my time these days, but I have a graphic novel that should be coming out. I don't know. The, it's it's still being um, drawn by the talented artist. So oh, that's very cool. It depends on when she uh, gets everything done, but hopefully in the next year.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay, And the Disney movie, very early stages.
1: I'm not legally allowed to talk about it yet.
0: Okay.
1: I hope to be able to talk <laughs> about it in ever. the near future. <laughs> <laughs> Disney likes you to use the words legally, not legally allowed. You sign a lot of forms. I try to yeah. use that like
0: every day, at least once. You
1: should, yeah. at, at Starbucks. Your, <laughs> what is your name? I'm not legally
0: allowed to tell you. have to yeah. write the whole thing. You can call me crazy. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to send you a copy of this show. I I,
0: oh it. my God, I would love to see it.
1: <laughs> it's really a lot of That's fun. That's amazing.
0: Okay so how okay we we'll, we'll go towards the end how do you choose from your ideas feature films tv books how do you come up with a story and say it should be animated it should be like a novel
1: oh well in, in terms of disney that they're director driven so they hire a writer they, oh, okay yeah, I, this is not my Th- that was idea that's not an I'm, issue I'm, right that's they have their people that totally. are very <laughs> trained in making those movies um but in in terms of a book or a screenplay um sometimes it's uh the i was about to say length but that's not exactly what i mean if your characters are in a situation where you want um you know a hundred stories from them that's a tv show but if you have some people that you know this terrible thing is going to happen and this is what's going to happen at the end of it and everybody will be fine that's probably a movie okay that's what makes tv so much harder is you have to, well, how can you do that 100 times or 200 times or 300 times? That's, that's you know, all about characters in a situation that will keep creating new uh, stories.
0: Oh, interesting. So each story just speaks to one format better. I think so. It's not so. Even like an issue, really.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I've certainly started writing a book where halfway through I realized this was, I didn't have 320 pages of this story. Okay. Or it became – or or I had more than that. There was one where I started a book and then I realized it would be funnier as a half hour that the concept of what what had happened to her I could I could take for a long, long time and explore different themes of, of you know, what this girl was going through. Yeah. And then sometimes I had a screenplay where I realized I want to dig deeper into this situation, but th- thematically – and I don't really – you know, someone's going to die at the end, so – that's you know someone's gonna die at
0: the end <laughs> it's like life
1: it may right like life it may just be two hours long <laughs> so Then you write. then you write your screenplay <laughs> uh i guess so but sometimes you just know you hear them you hear them talking and and when you hear them talking you know if it sounds better in in a intimately in a book or if this is a larger than life thing that is you know film and then ultimately you kind of hope for a little of both right that you write a book that then becomes yeah something else yeah
0: amazing and
1: that all just starts with making sure you have good characters
0: okay yeah um last question very quickly can you do a palm reading for me
1: (laughs) 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 I did brag about it in the book you bragged
0: about it tell me one thing I can look forward to one thing left hand is that okay Uh, sure I don't
1: know uh this little these little lines right here between this line and this line i can't quite see in this light but see how i have two of them yeah that means i'm supposed to have two kids
0: i don't see any lines i don't, I
1: don't see any oh that's I man wanted you to look. <laughs> <laughs> that, just to double check okay i'm that, adopting <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right maybe yeah you know what maybe it's labor and then you don't have to work you might have 12 <laughs> you never know
0: oh my god okay yeah.
1: and then this line right here it,
0: my mom's gonna be so upset
1: this line right here if it curves into like your job i don't know this one's supposed to be like whether or not you're happy in your career Am I? I think so. I'm going to say
0: yes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. This was so much fun. This much fun. <laughs> we
1: went into subjects. I was not a it expecting. It was great. Thank
0: you. Please don't sue me. Oh, N-H. come on. So tell everybody, where can they find you on like social media, online, and everything?
1: I'm at Twitter at Pamela Ribbon. I'm online at Pammy.com, P-A-M-I-E, although I don't write there very often. Uh, my books are wherever fine books are sold. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not on Instagram. It's okay. I ain't got time for that.
0: <laughs> You're a mom now. You're busy. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Yes. Disney keeps
1: me busy. And you can't legally show anything you do all day long. So. Oh, my God. All
0: right. We'll cut it off. We'll cut it off. All right. And I'm on Twitter at Masters one We are on Twitter at Book Circle On, And we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. From managing editor Jason Scuamata, executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, We would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO. Join the Circle.